0: Built to be you fam, this is the first episode of a new series called Built to be Her, where I take the time to highlight your quote-unquote everyday woman doing incredible things. I think that we so often look to others for inspiration when they have accolades or when they have high achievements, but I think it's really important that we take the time to slow down and acknowledge and clap for the woman in our lives who we encounter every single day friends, mothers, co-workers, anybody who you see that deserves to be, you know, just recognized and acknowledged for the strength and the power that she has from within. The seasons that she navigates to build and become the best version of herself. And McKenna, who is a travel nurse, dog mom, wife, and somebody who is on an epic journey to just you know live more boldly travel more often and soak in more time with the people that she loves this built to be her series is going to connect us with women on all kinds of journeys from all walks of lives and i'm so honored that mckenna gets to be the first one we connect with Welcome, McKenna, to the Built to Be Her series. You are my first guest in this series, and I'm so excited. Can you tell us off, or starting off just a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where you're from?
1: Yay, I'm so excited to be on with you guys, and especially for this series. So, my name is McKenna Tomei. I am originally from Portland, Oregon, um, but I feel like I call multiple places home because I'm kind of a nomad of sorts right now. So I grew up in Portland. I did all my education in Arizona, and since then, I've been a travel nurse and have been to like I don't even know what, how many count of states. A lot of the different states, traveling around and making each place my my home. So.
0: I love that and I admire you we were just talking about this like kind of off mic I admire you and your lifestyle so much because I learned that that is not for me but I'm thinking about tiny human McKenna years and years ago you know maybe it was like middle school high school as you were growing up what is it that you always dreamed of doing
1: it's a great question um This sounds so generic. I dreamed of being with people and helping people. I don't exactly know like what that would manifest as, Mm -hmm. but something that involved just getting to the core of people and truly being able to, to see them and help them in different situations. So eventually that led me to nursing.
0: Right, right. And at what point did you kind of decide like nursing is it?
1: Um, in high school, I did a lot of different shadowing experiences here and there and decided that I just loved the combination of everything, you know, the human connection and also uh, the like, anatomy part of it, too. is super fun for me.
0: <laughs> kind of the nerdy side of it. And then there's like the empathy side of it, I
1: totally.
0: <laughs> the emotional side of it. Well, OK, so you're here now. Younger version of you dreamed of taking care of other people, like, what do you do now as a travel nurse? You know, what do you love about travel nursing and just what are you doing?
1: Yeah. So travel nursing has been by far the best experience and decision of my life. Just the flexibility that it gives and the ability to see different worldviews and cultures all while being in the U S is the best thing ever. So I've traveled to, I think it's five different states now, and it's amazing to see how each different culture in each different state is so different, but each culture has so many different uh, strengths and things that I take away from it and just add to my own life. So it's really grown me as a person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And I know there's going to be listeners who are listening that are like, but how long were you a nurse before you started to travel? What made you decide to travel? You know, kind of like the generic questions that I feel like all travel nurses get, uh, speaking from my own experience anyways, So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Totally. So I was a nurse in Arizona before, and I work in a, a big, busy trauma ICU and had about two years of experience and COVID hit and there were waves coming And I just saw a clear opportunity. I was like, this is time. Like Mm -hmm. it, not just for my career, but for my life too. It all lined up perfectly. And my husband travels with me too, and his job went fully remote. And so we were like, all right, if we're going to make this happen, like now is the time we kind of got to do it while it's prime time. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes, absolutely. And like, like you said, like all of the stars kind of aligned. Was there any fear that you had when leaving your like full-time bedside job
1: to go travel? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of fear, and I feel like it's like a healthy fear, so it's not bad, but healthy to acknowledge, but definitely a lot of fear. At one point, we sold literally all of our belongings. And I looked at my husband and I was like, oh my gosh, this makes it so real. (laughs) We literally own nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh my gosh.
0: I can't imagine. And like at that point, it's like, you're doing the damn thing. Like
1: like, (laughs) there's
0: no going back. We have committed fully. (laughs) (laughs) Props to you guys. I love that. And I think that We should explore that healthy fear versus maybe non-healthy fear. What do you consider a healthy fear and kind of how do you you decipher that?
1: That's a great question. I feel like a healthy fear, there's always going to be like a little bit of discomfort when trying new things and stepping into new spaces. I I think that's normal for people. I think an unhealthy fear, obviously, is when something makes you uncomfortable to the point of where you're not a healthy person anymore. Mm But I think it's normal for people to try new things and, and not feel like they're in a comfortable space doing it. feel like they're growing and it's kind of like growing pains, you know, you grow for a little bit, but you come out and you're like, wow, look at what I just did. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think about like 13 year old me laying in bed, like not able to go to sleep because I had like the worst growing pains ever. <laughs> and then like three days later, it's like, all right, I, I'm, I'm good. I get a good night. Maybe that was just me, but <laughs> no. And I think that's so powerful for the woman who's listening. What piece of advice do you have for her to kind of sit with and navigate through that healthy fear, because we're always going to have this, like you said, you know, when you try something new, you're trying something on for size, testing the waters, that feeling of discomfort, because it is new. So for the woman who's listening, maybe she does want to jump into travel nursing. Maybe she wants to move across the United States. Maybe she wants to, you know, seek out a new job opportunity. How does she move through that fear?
1: Yeah, that's so good. I would say find people who really support you. Lean into them fully and like lean into those feelings too. Like, don't try to back away from those feelings, but fully lean into it and dig deep within yourself. Figure out, well, why am I feeling this way? Why am I scared? And is it self limiting? Is it something that I haven't gotten over? And having that community and support around you, hopefully they can lift you up and be like, you go girl, like, go do this thing.
0: Heck yeah. And if you need a you go girl moment, me and McKenna got you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we got you. No, I love that. And it's so important to acknowledge who it is that you're surrounding yourself with and, you know, taking into account whose opinion or whose voices you're going to let, you know, either propel you forward or hold you back. So what kind of does your inner circle look like if you had to pick like three humans that were your top three humans in your life, who would they be
1: in life? Oh, yeah, this is a good question. Um, So obviously, I'm kind of all over the place. My friends are scattered in different places. and My family is scattered around the U.S., Um, but my husband is with me full time, and he's just absolutely amazing and my biggest support system by far. Um, That and I have a great group of friends back home in Portland, Oregon, who are my core friends that I've grown up with. And honestly, my parents are my best friends, too. So I call them (laughs) like, hey, I need help. I love that. So they are definitely some of my greatest friends along with my siblings too. I love that. And
0: it's so important to curate that circle of people that do lift you up. Have you ever had in your own personal experience, maybe friendships that you had to outgrow because of a certain season or, you know, because of certain decisions and what kind of did that look like?
1: Yeah, totally. I think that every friendship is, um, so important to whatever stage of life you're in and some may last stages like multiple stages and some may just be for a current stage right now not that they were ever bad but they just helped you grow more in one certain time of your life than another so i think that people come into your life at at a good time and sometimes as you move on with the next stage of your life sometimes you have to leave people behind but know that it was always such a great experience and such a great growth for you
0: yeah even if they're not in your life forever I think that every and even every interaction you have can teach you something and I think that yeah. that's just like and I'm sure that you continue to experience that as you're kind of like bebopping around to new states and new places and I'm curious for my own knowledge and for the one who's listening as you're moving to all these different places like how do you connect how do you make friends
1: Yeah. You know, there was one struggle that I had at the beginning of travel nursing because I was like, I literally know nobody like I'm not creating these like deep, long lasting friendships like I would if I were rooted somewhere. Um, so one thing that's important to me while traveling is keeping my my deep rooted friendships connected. So I always have a friend who's known me for forever, um, just so I can fall back on that. But mm-hmm. Making new friends while traveling, I make friends with people that I meet in the hospital. And you kind of have to just put yourself out there. You're like, hey, I'm new. I'm here for like 13 weeks. You to go drink? Yeah. <laughs> it almost feels like a first date. I'm like, hi. <laughs> but <laughs> that and just being super open and friendly with people, I think it naturally brings you in friends. I have so many random people that I've met along the way that are also amazing. And I don't talk to them anymore. But I know if I went back to that state, we'd totally pick back up. So
0: Yeah, that's so cool. And I think that that's such an important reminder, whether you're moving to a brand new state or you're going to a new job or a new contract, like just be yourself and, you know, really be intentional about those connections, because I think that sense of loneliness comes in a lot of times, especially for women in their 20s, you know, as we're growing and evolving and moving to different places and trying new things. Um you don't have to do it alone and like there's totally. literally billions of people in the world so it's just like going out of your own way to make those connections
1: totally and i feel like we don't talk about how like a lot of women feel this way like that uh, mm-hmm. you reaching out to someone might make their day as much as it's going to make yours because i feel like a lot of people deal with this so you're definitely not alone if you're in like a lonely state <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think about when I moved to North Carolina, and it was, like, a thousand miles away from my little hometown in Iowa, and I came here, and I, like, was reaching out to everybody on Instagram that I knew that lived here. Like, before I moved here, I, like, stalked people who lived in, like, the area that I live in, and I was like, hey, your dog's cute. You want to go get coffee? And, like, it's so funny because now people are like, well, how did you meet so-and-so? How did you meet so-and-so? I'm like, Instagram, 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 (laughs) Instagram. (laughs) Totally. How did you meet McKenna? Instagram. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. And I think that that's really important that you said that like women feel lonely, but we also tend to catastrophize or internalize that like, we're the only one feeling this way. Nobody's going to want to be my friend, you know? And I think social media is such a beautiful thing. And I think that's such like a good way to connect with people if like maybe you are moving to a new place or you are going on a new travel contract
1: definitely I totally agree well if anyone wants to hit me up on social media I will 100% (laughs) be your (laughs) friend absolutely I love
0: that and like I I, I always say like social media is like where you can like pick and choose (laughs) like you
1: can kind of filter
0: through like hey uh, (laughs) I can tell by this picture she like has a good personality not that I First, like first impressions, everything, but it's kind of like a dating app, but for friends.
1: (laughs) Totally, like people have similar interests and such. Totally.
0: Oh my gosh! So as you have been moving to all of these different places, you know, exploring new areas, what has been one thing that you've learned that has just like stood out from everything else?
1: Hmm, it's a good question. I think um, learning the art of flexibility. And not necessarily like not caring about your life, but learning to be carefree in little things in life. A lot of times in a travel contract, you'll show up and things are kind of a shit show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not necessarily organized. And you have to learn, you know, it's okay. Like, so uh, I'm delayed a week. It's fine. My last contract in Utah got canceled. And so uh, my husband and I had to last minute find a new place to stay. So we ended up making a really long drive back to Oregon. And, you know, we were like, what an adventure, how fun. I think if you just change your mindset, any little setback or any little roadblock in life can be seen as fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And is that something that you've kind of, like, it's always been your personality or is that something that you've really had to like intentionally work on? No, I'm
1: definitely a control freak <laughs> at baseline. So it's been something that I've had to work on a lot and I'm not necessarily perfect at it at all, but I think over time, as you start to practice it, as you start to feel yourself being anxious when things aren't going your way, I just tell myself, I'm like, all right, like I'm changing my mindset, I'm changing my intentionality for the situation. Like I'm trying to choose the characteristics that I really value and want in life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that was like <clears throat> what I was gonna ask you next next is like you're in the moment, you get the phone call, they're like, your contract's canceled. And like your baseline personalities, like goes, I can just imagine like this like downward spiral of like all the things that are going wrong. So like what kinds of things do you say or do in those moments?
1: Yeah. Um, so at first I think I acknowledge like my fears. Of course, like my mind goes to the worst possible scenario. So I I talk through with my husband. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're gonna be broke, we're not gonna, we're gonna be homeless. <laughs> so I I get those big fears out of the way rationalize them a little bit like all right we're not gonna be broke like we we can find somewhere else to live (laughs) soon and as that starts to dissolve a little bit then I think all right like I'm in this situation and like what's my goal in travel nursing well my goal is to adventure and like this is an adventure so let's change my mindset and look at it from a different way a lot of times I'll journal too which helps (laughs)
0: yeah absolutely and that it's it's that simple easy to do easy not to do reframe but I Mm -hmm. like that you said you know like ultimately what is my goal of travel nursing and really asking yourself like how is this current moment that you're living in you know kind of contributing to that goal so for the woman who's listening who's like I just don't do change I don't do uncertainty um Use McKenna as an example that like you can find flexibility and kind of that personality. Do you feel like travel
1: nursing
0: is kind of when you started to make that shift or was it before that?
1: You know, it has definitely been the thing that has helped me exercise that the most. So mm-hmm. I think there's instances in my life where maybe it has happened before changes, but I've never been put in as many um flexible scenarios as I have with travel. So I feel like it's kind of like a muscle, kind of got to work it a little bit and, you know, let it grow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I like how you said, like, you know, like you had very valid fears, like, am I going to be broke? Am I going to have somewhere to live? And so like asking yourself, is my like emotional response appropriate for the situation? And Like nowhere in that did you say like, you know, like filling yourself with shame or guilt or, you know, like I should be thinking differently, but like spending time with those fears and like getting to the root of what they actually mean.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like it's so normal. I mean, we we all worry about our basic needs, right? But once you rationalize like, okay, I'm okay. I'm safe. I have control over the situation, whether that's like with people to fall back on or yeah, you know, other options that come up in your life, then allows you to kind of have a higher mindset a little bit about thinking about the intentionality of your, your actions and from there forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like at any given moment, you kind of have the choice. We talk about this on the podcast all the time, like the choice to keep your thought or exchange your thought and be like, well, this is not serving me right now. So like, what's the next best thought that will serve me? And that kind of yeah. sounds like the process. That you walk yourself through, too, and just bringing that self-awareness. So
1: what does
0: McKenna do outside of work when she's not at the hospital working a 12-hour shift?
1: I am huge into the outdoors, so lots of backpacking and hiking and dabbling a little bit of climbing. I just love being outside. So that is why I love to travel, because I'm hitting up as many places in the U.S. where I can kind of explore and see new things that's one thing that I love and also just checking out new places like my husband and I love to go check out new places to eat new places to hang out and my dog I have a a rescue pup that comes with us and travels with us and mixing with outdoors and he just loves to be outside and run so I feel like one of my hobbies is honestly him <laughs> I
0: love that. No shame. I have a rescue dog too. They are precious. (laughs) They are, we don't deserve dogs, honestly, some days. (laughs) What do you feel like being in the outdoors gives you?
1: Oh, so much space, like space to think and process. A lot of times I'll just go off and like you have no cell phone service. You actually are not forced, but you're reminded to have Deep conversations with each other, intentional conversations. You're reminded to have quiet, and we live in such a busy world where there's always social media or there's always um, someone talking to you. You know, it's it's nice to have a little bit of space to think, to reevaluate your goals, reevaluate your mindset. So I love that about being in the outdoors.
0: Oh, I love that you make me want to like go on a mountain trip now,
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> to just
0: disconnect. But I think that's such like an important reminder for the listener who's listening, like create space in your life where you do get to slow down because it's really easy to get stuck on autopilot, you know, 12-hour shift, 12-hour shift, 12-hour shift and then yeah. it's like what do you do on your days off? So, I've actually had this conversation with several other travel nurses who struggle with um taking that time like on their days off to get out and explore. So, how do you kind of find a I don't love the word balance, but like kind of like lopsided balance, you know, like you got to pour into work, you got to pour into your family, your relationship, your dog. How do you still find that time to get outside?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the things that I've prioritized is the fact that it doesn't have to be whether I love a a good mountain trip for multiple days off the grid, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. always have to be that. So one of my contracts in Utah, I just had a super tough shift. And in Salt Lake City, the mountains are like literally right there. And so I love Salt Lake so much. (laughs) I know. Me too. I wish I was there. (laughs) But um, after my shift, I just took an hour, just one hour out of my day. I sat on this mountain. I overlooked it. I contemplated this rough shift that I had. And then I came back and went to bed. So just a little bit of time. It doesn't have to be multiple days, but giving yourself just a little bit of space when you need it. That and also multiple day trips are fun. I stack all my days. So I typically work like four or five twelves in hopes so that I can get a solid seven off and then explore in those days. So that's why I kind of practically stack them up if I want to go explore.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of like that, like life and career by design, like you intentionally schedule your schedule, make your schedule to work with your life is what I was trying to say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely. think that
0: that's really powerful. and. There's so much value in the things that you learn from that exploration, you know, like you were saying, it's that space for you to, you know, just go deeper with yourself and your husband and maybe your dog. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I, I think that everybody, every nurse, every person who's listening really needs to like take that to heart that like you have to take ownership of your time. Otherwise, somebody else is always going to.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And as you're going to all of these new places, how do you decide? Like, obviously, you have your husband to kind of help you. But for the woman who is maybe solo travel nursing, how does she like kind of start to channel that more adventurous side to go out and explore the cities that she's in?
1: Yeah. Um, I think finding people to do it alongside you, we kind of talked about this earlier in the mm-hmm. podcast, but. Um, I'm part of a ton of like outdoors girls Facebook groups, mm-hmm. and just putting yourself out there, being like, "Hey, I'm doing this hike. Like, who wants to do it with me?" Or just being a badass solo traveler. Like, I love seeing female solo travelers. It gives me all the inspiration in the world. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think just creating opportunities for yourself to be able to do that, and then just kind of going for it, even if there's a little bit of um, like fear in that, just taking that leap and seeing if it's something that you actually enjoy doing
0: right and kind of like the growth factor that comes with it like with that like how much are you going to grow because of it and mm-hmm. you know kind of like opportunity cost what if it turns out better than you ever could have imagined you're like have this fear I think about the woman who listening is like I can't do anything by myself like that's so weird that's so awkward people are going to judge me it's not safe what if you try
1: yeah definitely
0: and it's like I used to be somebody who never liked doing things on myself and now people want to come with me. And I'm like, are you sure (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to, it's really okay. (laughs) That's so funny. But I think that, you know, we just have to learn to channel our own inner independence um, Mm -hmm. and also find people to do it with you. And so, yeah, like you said, like it circles back to what we talked about at the beginning of like really curating a community and people that, On the same path as you, you know, like have the same interests, you know, like want to do those fun things and social media, Facebook, Facebook pages are
1: fabulous.
0: (laughs) Social media is
1: beautiful. I know, I love it. And I feel like sometimes people say, like, oh, that's so cringe. I'm like, no, it's not. Friends come from so many places, and Mm -hmm. you gotta just put yourself out there. Like, none of this is crazy at all. You just gotta go for it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. Where does Maketa see herself in? six months
1: to a year from now oh, so good! you know there's a lot of like, exciting things up in the air right now in my life which are kind of changing the course of how I do things my husband just applied for one of his dream jobs and so we're waiting to hear if he's going to get it which will kind of settle us for a little bit which is kind of terrifying for me because mm-hmm. I'm so used to living on the road right but I I see a lot of growth in it I I think that future McKenna will have a heightened mindset and growth um, trying new things, even if that that new thing means settling down for a little bit, Um, which is exciting and scary for me um, and learning how to travel and adventure in a different way this next year. So I'm excited for it. I'm terrified for it. I'm I'm both those things. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And like really adapting to the season that you're in. And I love that you're Mm -hmm. so excited for your husband and just like having that willingness to like, kind of shift, shift the trajectory almost.
1: Yeah. I think that you can find like joy and adventure and like exploration in multiple seasons of life. You don't have to be you know, traveling 24-7 to get it. And I love looking at your life too, like seeing how you still have that traveler's lifestyle, but in one spot, I think that's amazing. So that's to say there's so many benefits of every type of lifestyle. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And me and McKenna were talking before this, like I was like, I idolize everything that you do as a travel nurse and like that nomad life, but that life isn't for me. And so for the woman who's listening, I think it's important to use others as inspiration but know when that inspiration is almost coming from a place of like guilt or scarcity versus like genuine like I'm gonna clap for you and cheer for you so loud while also knowing that like that's not for me (laughs) yes
1: definitely that's such a good habit to get into
0: yeah and you know social media can be used in a negative way too you know we've talked about the beauty of social media but I feel like when I first jumped into travel nursing like I kind of had like nurse comparison <laughs> I was like mm-hmm. but I'm not doing it the way that she's doing it and so for the woman who's listening how does she kind of start to like stay in her own lane when it comes to comparison
1: yeah it definitely something I have to check myself on a lot mm-hmm. and it might mean like all right I'm deleting Instagram for the weekends like I'm just living my own life and enjoying my own things and trying not to compare but it's hard it's totally hard yeah and just not
0: consuming the content like kind of Being mindful of how somebody's content makes you feel, the unfollow button is beautiful. Definitely. (laughs) Or the the link button, too. That's a beautiful one. (laughs) That's a beautiful one, too. If you could do any job besides a travel nurse, what would you do?
1: Ooh. I have so many things I want to do in life. It's so funny. I joke to all my friends I'm like, I have like, Sixteen lives that I could be living right now, and I want <laughs> to live them all right now. I would love to one day open a coffee shop because I love intentional community, and I love um, like aesthetics and feeling like very cozy in a place, like maybe somewhere kind of outdoorsy with big windows where you feel like you're like outside but you're really inside. Yeah, I would love to create a space um, for people to be able to come in and meet and have really great authentic conversations over oh, coffee.
0: I love that. And I'm going to come to that coffee shop when it's open. I'm curious. I love it. <laughs> I'm curious kind of, where does that vision sit? Like, you know, like I feel like we all feel things differently. Like what does that vision feel like for you when you think about it? Because I think about the woman who's listening who like, she might feel similar to you. You know, like I have 16 lives that I want to live. But how do you like kind of make that vision more like reality or fruition? Not to say that it has to happen tomorrow or next week, but like what does that vision play a role in your life right now?
1: Yeah, um, I think that I look at my life in a lot of stages. So like travel nursing is something that I've always wanted to do. I've always dreamed about it and I'm living it now and it's been so amazing. But sometimes I find myself getting caught up in this vision. I'm like, well, what if I... Wanted to settle and do this coffee shop vision, but then I'm not enjoying the travel nurse stage of my life. So I think looking at my life and in stages where I'm just really enjoying and trying to find the beauty in every stage and knowing like I have the opportunity to change whenever I want, like I could settle and open a coffee shop if I wanted to. Mm, um, that's
0: so good. That's such a good yeah. perspective.
1: But um, I don't want to ruin the travel nurse now by thinking about the coffee shop later. Of course, it's some planning here and there, but totally just finding the beauty in every, every season.
0: Yeah. I love that. Like you still have that itch and you still kind of think about it, but then you also have that reminder to just be completely present and grounded in the moment in the season that you're in. And I think that that's such a powerful reminder is like our brains are always going to the next best, like next best thing. What can I achieve next? What can I do next? Like what if you can just be in the moment that you're in, which is what you're doing. And that's so beautiful.
1: Yeah,
0: I love that. Easier
1: said than done, but I I think it's such a good practice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What are things that you do or tell yourself when you kind of catch yourself maybe getting a little bit ahead or a little bit maybe discouraged or frustrated or whatever feelings you feel for not quote unquote being there yet, coffee shop there.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, I think that for me, it's coming back to a place of like gratitude, like reminding myself, like here are the things that I'm like really thankful for in this season. And this comes with travel nursing too. if you're in one state and you're looking forward to the next state, like we were in Wisconsin over the winter time. I saw that. and <laughs> it was so cold, and so snowy. and I was just looking forward to my next contract because I wanted it to stop snowing. but <laughs> I made a list of gratitudes in this moment. And I'm like, what other time could I say that I get to go play in the snow every single day? Like, this is so fun for me. And so really focusing on the things that I'm thankful for in that moment helped me bring me back to like the center of, of the, the moment that I really want to remember and, and treasure.
0: Yeah. And I remember that. I remember seeing photos of you guys like out on hikes or whatever with like, your dog and your husband. And I was like, so much snow. It's <laughs> like Give me PTSD of living back in Iowa. And like, yeah. but I love that you guys made the most out of the experience. And I, f- I feel like I remember vaguely when you guys left, you were kind of like, "Me, maybe I'm a little bit sad that this is over.
1: Yeah, I know. I didn't think I'd be sad to leave a Midwest winter, but it was such a like vibe and an experience that I'm probably never going to have again. I was like, you know, I, I'm a little bit sad to leave this place. Also Midwest people are literally the kindest people ever. So
0: I, I will vouch to that Midwest nice. We give ourselves a good reputation. <laughs> I love that. How do you deal with like the different emotions and feelings that come with like coming and going so much? Like, you know, three months is just enough time to like get your feet wet and maybe get into a routine and then like on to the next.
1: Yeah. Um, my routine stays pretty similar, no matter like where I'm at. So I'll keep like my meals the same. I'll keep my morning routine the same. That way I feel like I have just a little bit of stability in every new place. So like personally, that's my routine. Um, but I really do get sad leaving all the people I meet. Like I love everyone I meet. And so that part is a little bit hard for me, but keeping in touch, like, Most of the people I work with are a little older. So Facebook is a huge thing that I like use to keep in touch with people, which is super fun.
0: Yeah. And routines are so important. And routines is something we talk about on the podcast all the time because they really kind of do always bring you back to the center. And like you can be in Wisconsin, out on the West Coast, in Utah, and like you still have your routine to rely on. So Mm -hmm. cough, cough, built to be your community. This is why routines (laughs) are important. Because they transition with you through every season and every stage of life. They might shift totally. a little bit, but they're still there. What kinds of things are like you have to have in your routine? Like, what's um, a day I in the life of McKenna?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's helpful having a dog because I feel like he has such a routine that I'm like, I have to do this for Flynn, not like it's <laughs> also for me. But <laughs> I love that. I will um, take my dog outside. I try to get outside at least like an hour a day um, just because it helps, helps me. Um, I'll do yoga in the mornings, and I typically do like that practice either when I get home from work or when I wake up, Mm -hmm. and then just eat like eating the same types of breakfasts or like the same type of skincare routine. You know, little things that may not seem grand in the scheme of things, but are like I use this sunscreen every morning. It's like helps ground me a little bit no matter where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I love that, and it's like the little things. Do you work night shift or day shift? You work night
1: shift, I believe. I have worked nights the past three or two contracts. Okay. Um, but I have sprinkled some days here and there. Ideally I'd love to be a day shift, but okay, <laughs> night that shift was the, kind of
0: <laughs> that was my next question. Really. I was like, do you prefer day shift or night shift?
1: Yeah, definitely day shift. Night shift is the worst. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your nursing career up to this point. Like what specialty are you in? Um, and kind of where do you see yourself going as a nurse?
1: Yeah. So i was in trauma icu when i first started as a new grad i jumped right into that absolutely loved it like some of the most amazing people i've ever met are in that unit and they i like give them credit to teaching me what i know now um so i've done icu since then um traveling's interesting because they kind of pop you over to every single icu so i've done trauma icu COVID icu surgical icu medical icu and they're all like kind of similar but like kind of different so mostly I see you I uh I see myself in the future probably going back to school at some point I don't know when that will be Mm -hmm. but I don't think I'll stay a bedside nurse just because I don't think my lifestyle will keep up with it if I'm not always traveling and I don't think I always want to be traveling eventually I'd love to settle down and have a family someday and I don't I don't see traveling fitting in with that with my life so I'd love to go back to CRNA school or something of that sort. So we'll see what happens. Keeping open hands, but also excited.
0: Nice. Well, props to you for jumping right as right in as a new grad and kind of <laughs> taking, that, <laughs> taking the bull by the horns. What is the biggest piece of advice you have? Like McKenna, first day of nursing, if you could go back and tell her one thing, what would it be?
1: I'd say you don't know anything and that is okay that is so okay like you are exactly where you're supposed to be if you feel like you're out of place and feel like you have no idea what's going on i'd say ask so many questions rely on other people to teach you and at the end of the day don't feel bad that you're not comfortable yet because that's a really good sign if you are comfortable and cocky walking into the unit that's a bad thing you're probably gonna hurt someone (laughs) so It's it's an okay feeling to feel like you're out of place.
0: Yeah. And like, that's like such a normal feeling, especially as like a new nurse. I always say like, you know, nursing school prepares you for NCLEX. Your first preceptorship prepares you to like be on the floor, to be a nurse, to be working. Yeah, And just like allowing yourself to be like a humble beginner. Like who cares if you practice it in sim lab? you don't have to know right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like, you know, just checking your ego, like I always kind of like visualize when I walk in, especially now that I'm traveling, like checking my ego at the door and like knowing that I'm going to have to ask questions. And I'm sure that even now being a traveler, you have to like, kind of be like a humble beginner. How do you kind of navigate? Like, do you ever, I guess, feel quote unquote guilty for asking questions and kind of how did you practice asking questions? I feel like that's a practice. Like so you have to practice asking questions.
1: Yeah, I think practicing asking questions is such a good thing to get into, especially traveling, because you're not going to know where everything is when you get on the floor. Like mm-hmm. the first day, I'll always ask all of the important questions, you know, where's your code card, like all the important things. But right. every facility is so different. Uh, as far as policies go and how they like things to be done some are more particular than others but in general nursing stays the same everywhere so you just have to be confident in your skills um, while also remembering to ask those questions
0: yeah and like no like no question is a dumb question right (laughs) definitely (laughs) I feel like sometimes like there can be a hierarchy there, things that people think around that, but I think that all questions are valid and, you know, deserve to be asked and just kind of like get out of your own way and ask the question because what's, what's the alternative, your patient getting hurt or making an error, somebody dying. And
1: finding safe people to ask them to as well. Like every travel contract, I will identify someone as like, all right, you are a cool person. Like, I know you've answered my questions in the past. I'm going to come to you for future questions. Or oh, you definitely gave me attitude asking like the simplest thing. So I will not be coming back to you unless I like absolutely need to.
0: Right. Absolutely. And like even if you aren't traveling and you know like there's a nurse who's listening who's like in her everyday workplace, like find those people within your work environment who you know that like you can lean on and rely on because it's important to have those people in your corner that aren't gonna make you feel less than. Mm-hmm. And often knowing, like, if somebody does make you feel less than, or maybe they have that snarky remark, a lot of times it's just a projection of their own internal environment.
1: Totally true.
0: <laughs> well, Heather, before we finish up, I want you to leave the Built to Be You community with one little golden nugget. If you had to leave one piece of advice with them, what would it be?
1: Ooh, I would say step out of your comfort zone and whatever season you're in, maybe you're traveling, maybe you're like a staff nurse. Maybe there's something that's big and scary for you, but take one intentional step this week out of your comfort zone and just go for it and see what happens. Cause the worst you can do is return to what life was like before you took that step. So that is my nugget for you.
0: <laughs> I love that. And that Take it from McKenna, you have to do something this week that's going to make you uncomfortable, that's going to give you that healthy fear, but know that, you know, whatever lies on the other side of that would never be possible if you didn't take that first step. Awesome. Well, McKenna, where can we connect with you after this to catch up on all of your travel adventures?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Insta at McKenna underscore Tomei. Um, I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM. Let's chat. I'm so down to connect with anyone who's listening.
0: Absolutely. And the next time I'm on the West Coast, I'm going to let you know.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> so we please. can go get coffee. <laughs> I'm so down. <laughs>